Hello and welcome to a special edition of Tungsudo Focus, a podcast dedicated to all things concerning the Korean martial art of Tungsudo. My name is Master Steve Paterini, and special edition, you say, what's that about, Master Paterini? Well, uh, I have, in many cases, uh, throughout this uh, podcast, pre-recorded episodes, uh, knowing that I would go through busy times and wanting to uh, drop uh, two per month, approximately. Uh, sometimes when I'm on a roll, I might put uh, two or three in the can and uh, set them on the shelf and then uh, release them at a later time. Of course, as I do this, I give them numbers. Uh, I always refer to the episode number in uh, past pods, if you've listened to them. And uh, you never know what's going to come up, I guess. Uh, and sometimes to do things out of order, uh, and change all those numbers I have uh, of the next maybe five upcoming podcasts that I have already uh, sitting in the uh, in the can, so to speak. Uh, it would be inconvenient, and so I thought, okay, special edition. That's a way I can kind of throw in a little bonus uh, bonus topic and talk about something without disrupting my uh, numeric order of the rest of the regular podcast episodes. So that being said, uh, the topic of this special edition of Tungsudo Focus is recovery from surgery. And you might be asking yourself, gee, uh, uh, Steve, why would you need to talk about recovering from surgery? Well, uh, sure enough, about six weeks ago, I took a nasty fall and caught myself uh, which I don't know whether that was ill-advised or not, but as I caught myself, I tore my left pectoral tendon completely off the bone and uh, had to have surgery to have it reattached. Uh, my doctor advised me that uh, as a relatively uh, younger <laughs> patient, he said, you know, if you were 77, we'd be having a different conversation about risk-reward, uh, but uh, at 57, and once he found out that I was a martial artist and taught things like sword and staff and whatnot, he was like, oh, no, we, we, we need to get this thing repaired. Um, but uh, surgery and recovery from surgery can be a long process, and uh, it's not my first experience. I've had both of my knees uh, orthoscopically uh, repaired for meniscus tears, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago, probably. Uh, maybe even longer than that. Geez, I'd have to look up the dates. But uh, again, not my first time under the knife, although it seems like this surgery was a little more intrusive and uh, might require a longer uh, time frame to recover uh, back to my full use of uh, my left arm. But that's sort of what brought about this special edition. And uh, I don't want to uh, go on as long as possibly a, a regular episode, but I've had some thoughts swirling around my head I wanted to get down. And uh, hey, listen, it's not that uncommon for people in martial arts to have surgery to repair certain injuries, uh, whether they have acquired them on the floor in the dojong uh, competing or, again, outside of the dojong as my injury uh, occurred. Now, while it would be very tempting for me to uh, go into my own personal <laughs> journey and uh, make this uh, the saga of Steve's shoulder injury, that's really not my purpose here. What I wanted to do was uh, hopefully stay on point, continue to relate Tung Sudo to my experience and how it had a benefit to me and my recovery. As I said, it's not my first time going through surgery. 
perhaps uh, having done it in the past, uh, I've seen some of these things before. And as I recognize them through this recovery, uh, I thought they might be kind of universal. I, I know that I have seen people on the dojong floor uh, become injured uh, in a catastrophic way. Uh, everything from a blown out knee to a broken collarbone, uh, you know, tournaments, things like that. You see uh, injuries that happen abruptly and suddenly uh, versus the kind where when my knees had to be repaired, uh, that was gradual degradation of the uh, meniscus over time that just eventually got to a point where, okay, th this can't stand anymore. We need to uh, address this. Uh, certainly my fall outside of the dojong was a sudden and what I would call catastrophic injury. Boy, when, when those happen, like I say, it, uh, it kind of gets in your head. And I remember that feeling as I was laying on the ground, uh, having just fallen, I was in considerable pain, make, make no mistake. But the, my first thought was, wow, this is going to be wildly inconvenient. Uh, it's going to be a real pain to recover. It's going to be inconvenient for me and my family, and it's going to prevent me from doing the things I want to do. Uh, boy, this is going to stink, basically, is what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> words to that effect, we'll say. So I guess what I need to address is how does Tung Sudo fit into this whole situation? Uh, and the first thing I would say is that I think that my balance and reflexes are probably superior to somebody who does not train regularly, uh, did not have already 90 classes in uh, by the, this time in the year. Uh, so uh, I, nobody would call me a physical specimen, but at the same time versus another 57-year-old guy, a uh, little, little uh, round of, of, about the middle, uh, more than they should be, uh, my ability to uh, stop that fall. I, I, I find myself wondering uh, if I fell hard enough that I tore my pectoral tendon as I caught myself, what would have happened if I had not caught myself, if I had hit my head with that force, if I had landed on my other side, uh, you know, could I have broken a hip or a leg or uh, an arm, some other, even more serious injury uh, uh, on my right side, which is my dominant side, uh, that would have been bad news. So I, I like to think somewhere in there, my, my cat-like reflexes, uh, I say facetiously, but again, as a, as a martial artist, I think we have a level of uh, understanding where our body is in space. Uh, you know, if you are somebody who on a regular basis does things like crane stances and jumping kicks, uh, I think you just have a better sense of uh, where your body is as you're going down than somebody who uh, who does not. So uh, there are some physical aspects of Tung Sudo that I think probably benefited me. And I'd like to think that the level of fitness that I have as I'm going through the recovery process uh, is quite sedentary at this point as I'm attached to my uh, cold water machine to try to keep the swelling down in my shoulder and uh, advised by my doctor to lay low. Uh, having been uh, a fit person uh, up until the point of the injury, I think that's a uh, that's nothing but going to be beneficial to the uh, speed and, and uh, of my recovery. So if you were to set aside all the physical attributes of Tung Sudo that are aiding in my recovery and maybe lessening the severity of my initial injury, uh, it comes back down to the, the mental aspects of it, which I kind of touched on how as I was laying there right after the initial injury, I was just thinking, oh, man, this is going to be annoying. This is just going to be inconvenient, uh, just a, a, a super pain in the butt, if you will. And uh, not wrong. Not wrong. And uh, as somebody who's used to being 
active physically as somebody who is used to being the one that helps others, uh, it is really hard to uh, be put in a place where you are incapacitated and you don't have the abilities that you're used to having and to rely on others uh, as gracious as they are uh, trying to not bark at the people who are actually helping you because you're just uh, in a place of frustration. Um, certainly could sit around and have a pity party. Uh, I look at the codes in the tenant and I see words like uh, perseverance and indomitable spirit and uh, no retreat in battle, if you will, if the uh, recovery from surgery and recovery from an injury could be equated to uh, a battle. Uh, okay, those are, those are great words. And uh, <laughs> when it comes time to actually implement them in your life, it's a little different and again challenging the level of uh, patience and humility and acceptance that you need to have to work your way through an injury and recovery um, that to me is probably more challenging than the physical aspects of it uh, i'm sure i'm in for a uh, long and uncomfortable period of physical therapy and recuperation in that regards I'm about uh, eight days off from the, uh, the date of the surgery. Right now, I'm still in the, the physical healing process. And uh, just not being able to go anywhere, do anything, relying on other people. Uh, you know, my wife and son have been awesome and have been a great help to me, as well as uh, other friends have been checking in on me and offering to help in any way they can. Um, that's awesome. I, I appreciate their, their sentiments. I don't want anybody's help. I want to be able to do things myself. And, and that impulse that instinct to want to be able to do things on my own to to not be uh, diminished in any way uh, that i find is the hardest part of this whole uh, surgery thing and uh, it, it's taking some some effort and i think that the next stage of it is going to be and i know from uh, more minor injuries this happens too is you start to feel a little bit better and you go ahead and overdo it because you're stubborn and because you have black belt pride and because uh, you're used to being able to do things and maybe a little tougher than the average bear so you can uh, withstand some discomfort and hopefully I'm not going to go off and do more damage to myself as I go through the recovery process uh, trying to overdo it as I'm coming back from this injury. So there's a lot of self-regulation, there's a lot of reflection, there's a lot of, again, humility and patience and, and all those things that we talk about and preach. And But when the rubber hits the road and you have to actually uh, exhibit those and, and, and demonstrate those in your daily life, uh, that's not as easy as you would think. You know, I often think about uh, the toughest people I know. And typically, when you think of those people, you think of the, uh, the physical specimens, the ones that are the, the, the best fighters, uh, strongest uh, people you know, uh, most capable, etc. cetera. Uh, but I can remember, even as a young man, I'm talking uh, boy, almost 40 years ago, I used to go to uh, Gold's Gym, uh, and there was all these muscle heads and young people in their 20s like myself, and boy... Uh, there was this one guy, he was probably my age uh, today. He was probably in his late 50s, early 60s, uh, not in very good shape and uh, not able to, to lift big stacks of weights. Uh, but I really had a lot of uh, admiration for him to show up in front of all these people in you know, spandex and uh, muscle shirts and to go through his workout. And I realized it was like, it was probably harder for him to do his workout than it was for those guys in the back with the, all the plates on their uh, 
on their bar bench pressing the ridiculous amounts. Uh, and in the back of my head, even in my early 20s, it, it occurred to me that there was uh, there was something to be admired there and that it took a certain amount of, uh, of grit for that guy to, uh, to be able to go and train uh, regularly in the gym uh, at his age compared to the rest of us. Um, you know, relating this back to surgery and recovering from surgery, uh, the, the, the biggest fear here is that the, the surgery uh, isn't going to be enough and that I may have to go back under the knife. And I, I don't believe I will. God, I hope not. Uh, the, the surgeon said he was very happy with the result at the end of it. And I haven't gone to my follow-up yet to, uh, to see the, uh, the, the, the finished healed uh, work. But uh, I, I know people and I've, everybody seems to have a story. I was just talking to my neighbor and a friend of his was came by. Oh, yeah, my, my son has to have his redone. And I, I shuddered because uh, to, to start over again from ground zero. Yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. But mostly it's going to be radically inconvenient and just, uh, you know, take a big chunk of time for you to get back to where you want to be. Uh, I had a, a good friend who had some, uh, some serious uh, spinal surgery and uh, there was some complications and he was in hospital for a long time. Uh, would get out, you know, run a fever, get an infection, go back. They would have to go back in and, and, and do all sorts of uh, uh, retrofitting, if you will, uh, reworking his, his surgery. And uh, again, if you saw this guy walking down the street, you wouldn't be intimidated by him. But uh, I, I think of uh, Patrick as the uh, probably one of the toughest people I know because he was able to keep his spirits up. He didn't have a pity party. And uh, and just through his perseverance and just grit and toughness, he was able to uh, come out to the other end. And, and today he's he's a whole lot better. Again, never, maybe not 100%, but uh, he, he and I recently hung out together and uh, Boy, he, he's really certainly in a much better place than he was a year ago. So my hope is that I don't have to go through that experience. But when you think about toughness, uh, it's about what you can overcome. Uh, you know, I saw a little uh, cute phrase the other day it said, uh, grow through what you go through. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, whether it's something like, uh, you know, a divorce or, you know, death of a loved one or losing your job or addiction or anything else, uh, all these challenges are the things that help you build character. It's, it's easy to have character when things are going your way and you're doing the things you want to do. It's when life forces things upon you that you didn't really want to do or didn't want to go through, uh, like <laughs> recovering from a, a shoulder surgery. Uh, in, in your late 50s, that, that's, I guess, where your character is really tested. So uh, hopefully I'm, I'm doing a, a halfway decent job as a, as a more senior martial artist. Again, I know several people, Master Volker and Master Mendez and Master Jacobs. Uh, these are all guys who have had uh, surgery on their hips or their knees or their legs and uh, from, from uh, either a long-term, uh, again, degradation of their ability or uh, in, in some cases from traumatic injuries. Uh, and, and it seemed to me at the time uh, that they handled them with uh, a great deal of grace and uh, patience, uh, though I'm sure they were inside feeling the same things I'm feeling and uh, would articulate and, and, and agree with some of these things I'm saying about it, it getting, getting on your nerves, having to uh, be incapacitated and rely on other people. So I hope I can follow their example, and I hope that I continue to uh, heal and uh recover from this uh, with grace and that I use the lessons I've learned through Tung Sado to, uh, to help me persevere and uh, 
have that indomitable spirit and be kind and compassionate to the people who are trying to help me and not uh, bark at them. And I hope to have a uh, update for you at some point in the future and talk about my uh, maybe my physical therapy journey or uh, what it's like six months from now when I can finally swing a sword and a staff again. But uh, I just wanted to share this little uh, insight that I've been having with uh, my recovery. And uh, like I say, uh, as in all uh, aspects of my life, Tung Sado has been nothing but beneficial. And I think without it, uh, every part of my life, uh, including this particular challenge I'm having at, at this moment, uh, would be more difficult. And uh, I'm grateful for the, uh, the opportunity to train and the people I have trained with and my instructors. And uh, I wish you uh, have the same feelings and experience as I do. So thank you for listening to this special episode. Uh, I guess it's special episode number one, Recovering from Surgery. And uh, hopefully I won't have to do too many more of these, but this just seemed like a good time to get these thoughts out of my head and out into the internet. So thank you for listening. As always, like, share, and uh, listen to the next episode. Tung Sue.